This episode of the We Are Birmingham podcast is sponsored by footygreets.com. Hi, it's Paul Devlin here. I heard your force field here. This is Neil Dans. Rowan Vine here. Birthday, wedding, anniversary, or any occasion. Personalised video messages from your favourite footballers. Footygreets.com. Hello and welcome to the We Are Birmingham podcast. I'm Chris Golding. I'm Matthew Elliott. And Dong has resigned. He's gone. A, a little celebration, I think. It's um couldn't come soon enough for some people. Uh, yeah, <laughs> probably himself included, to yeah. be honest. Uh, <laughs> time, time, time to get out. Well, this this is the thing they've they've said that it's um it was Dong resigning. But then the the interview and stuff that Boya went on about the other day, it, it almost didn't seem as if it was. It, it maybe looks as if he was sacked ra- or removed rather than resigning. Obviously, earlier in the season we'd heard that the end of the season he was he was going to go. Gonna, um, yeah, that was and, some pretty solid so, solid contacts as well. Guys, that I think it's straight, almost straight after the Karanka thing, he was pretty much down and up that the writing was on the wall and he was I think he'd sort of said he was going to going to step down or he's probably probably sort of half pushed I'd imagine based on you know when we'll go into some of this based on his um, just his record over the past four years uh, do you know what I just want to forget about him <laughs> I'm not drinking at the moment, so I can't even have a celebratory beer. Well, I'm having a celebratory uh, miwadi, which is just a bit like a fruit juice. Oh, I'm having a <laughs> celebratory cup of tea. There we go. Ah, cheers. <laughs> so, cheers. Where do you want to go with it? Where do you want to start? Um, where do you start with some with just the absolute shit show that we've had to put up with for the last four four years? I mean, um, pick out the highlights. They they thanked him for your, thank, thanked him for his contribution. Uh, I don't think. Well, I'd how many words think. was it? Fifty, fifty words or something? It was only so d- double, a little bit double, longer than Karanka's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, less is more, I suppose. There's nothing about a new CEO being installed or anything along those lines. It's you know, it's short and sweet, very sweet. <laughs> You've you've touched on it there. Nothing about anyone else coming in, and a lot of the talk on Twitter and whatever and message boards was that the next person needs to be someone the, the right fit, someone with football experience, someone with mm-hmm. the, the that can do the job, a bit of experience in the role. And we've sort of spoke about this before coming on the podcast and said, well, they're probably not going to be looking to get anyone in the immediate future. Um, there's shall. And Shane, Shane, and, yeah, and Edward as well. That that's there. That yeah, I'm not. I don't know <laughs> how much responsibility Ed was going to have unless it con- is concerns calling out and fighting fans in the car park. <laughs> <Won't so. come>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, for the the immediate future, at least, it wouldn't surprise me to just see them to handle things that as as the main two, and. <sighs> 
I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I mean, football-wise, they've made some good decisions on the the fate on the surface of things. If they were the ones behind the the Karanka sacking, or no, resigned. But uh, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> well, there was, if you go back, and we'll touch on some of this anyway, but Cotterall, Monk, yeah. and then obviously Karanka going and, and, and Boya coming in. Um, but they are two very uh, mid to small sample sizes. Of, we don't know what else is going on behind the scenes. There are a lot of, there's a lot of staff that, you know, we're, we're missing is at, at the moment, moment as well. There's, Club secretary no, to get at the end of the season. As well. Exactly, yeah. And I, I've got so I've got a little bit to say on that later. But you, you know, there's the problem we have here is like I have no issue with there being no replacement for Dongle being there not being another CEO for the time being. If you know responsibilities are shared by throughout the team of as people, as long as they're as long as they're competent, what we really need to ensure is there's actually some form of um and you said like a foot a sort of a football person someone that knows the game and it needs to be like a sporting director in there that's going to be able to handle you know this the connection between the board and the the coaching staff and and, and the playing staff there needs to be that person going to handle the contracts player liaison stuff like that and I mean, ho- hopefully not for a long time to come, but even replacing the manager if needed at certain times and not re- and keeping the manager on when he's doing a good job, but not, not just swinging an axe because there's three games that haven't been won. Someone who says, mm-hmm. right, well, it's going well on the pitch now, but we're not getting the rub of the green or whatever. It's someone that, that, that can make the right decisions at the right time. Yeah. That's a big thing. Uh- Absolutely. And, you know, this, the problem is, and it's whatever decision they make, whatever, and I know you sort of said that, um, of all people saying we don't need to rush the decision, but we kind of almost do have to rush the decision. And it has to be the right decision, whatever decision we make. And the structure behind the scenes has to be, has to be right. But, you know, the players come back on what the, early July, I guess, or end of end of June, early July, the there's a number of players out of contract. There's been no update on any players that are being released, any players that are being retained. Um, I, just on that point, can I just point out, we, we were told earlier that some of the younger lads were actually told on a short phone call from one of the coaching staff two-minute phone call to say that they're not getting new deals. And I think we, we said earlier that's completely out of order and it's why you need someone in place to, to handle, those, handle those things. Get them in, sit them down, go through things with them and just say, look, you're not getting It's an ex interview. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and this is the sort of stuff that really, and whether it's the pandemic has played a part or whether it's just because the structure behind the scenes at the moment is a bit of, it's a, bit of a mess, but this stuff should have been spoke. These players should have been spoken two months ago, yeah. and they should have been given that support to be looking for new clubs. You know, That's having right. trials elsewhere, and it just hasn't happened. And to leave it this late, and also they've got the playoff game this weekend yeah. as well for the under twenty three. Is it? And they've been told a couple of days before 
you know, uh, for me, I just find it, it it's absolute amateurish and this is why we need somebody proper in in place yeah it also goes to show that dong has clearly taken a backseat over the past few months yeah and the, the, ha- because he would be hands-on with this sort of stuff otherwise you'd, you'd think so you'd think that those situations would be handled and that that ties in with what we were told before that he'd had a lot of the power r- removed from him he was still around but not in power, should we say? Um, I mean, Christian Speakman probably would have been having these conversations with these players a couple of months ago if he was still still here. But for reasons probably unknown or fairly unknown, I would say he's obviously moved and gone to gone to Sunderland for you know, for whatever reason. But you know, it, there's it's great that Dong has gone. And we'll go through all these mishaps and bad decisions uh, in a few minutes. But have you got a list? You know, it, I've got a list <laughs> of the stuff that I could remember off the top of my head. But it, it, you know, it's only one very small part of the process, and maybe in the grand scheme of things, maybe only just papers over the cracks a little bit from you know from a very convoluted ownership um situation of uh, probably a terrible financial a current financial situation there are a lot of things that need to change at the club this is one step in the right direction but there are so many pieces of the jigsaw that need to be need to be sorted out before we can really honestly move move forward it looks like we've got it right on the pitch not including the last two games, um, which yeah, we'll come on to speak about well. later. But yeah, there's it, there's still a lot to be done behind the scenes for us to really move forward and start progressing as a, as a football club. Come on, then get this list out. So yeah, so <clears throat> I was thinking, I was trying to go back from like day dot. Obviously, Rowett going and Zola going were not really anything to do with Dong. He was kind of in the background at that point. But I think he's probably seen six or seven managers come in in his in in that time. Bear in mind he's been here for four seasons. Pretty uh pretty awful high turnover. Um, turnover. Yeah, bad but hey bad decisions uh, in employing certain managers. Uh, people point to like the Harry Redknapp thing as keeping us up, but you know, what, what did we do? Did we win one, draw one, and lose one? Yeah. And, uh... to, to be fair, going back to the red nap thing, my my mindset on that would have been, we've paid him, we, I mean, we gave him a handsome... Uh, a lot uh, of money to keep us to, up. To keep and us then, up. Yeah. yeah, Handsome fate to, to keep us in the division. And at that point, I think I would have been happy to have just said, cheers, mate, thanks a lot for, for doing that, but we're going to move on now. We're going to get someone... <laughs> Yeah, I something has just fallen over in the kitchen, so carry on. <laughs> yeah. uh, cheers for keeping us up. We're going to move on now. Thanks for thanks for everything. But yeah. I think at that time, then they wanted to cash in over the summer because if you remember, they did the thing at Edgebaston Cricket Ground where they they had the meet not meet and greet, but the meal and after dinner speaking and whatever that they did. Then they moved on, and. That I think they maybe wanted to use him as an attraction for signings because that was that transfer mm-hmm. window with the, the uh, Darren, Brazilian signings, yeah, Darren, Darren Dean, Dean coming in, and, yeah. and then it wasn't long after that that they got rid of him. So I wonder whether that was a Darren Dean thing, and they were, he was saying, 
or give him a contract. Use him as the face for everything. And then if it doesn't work out in the first few weeks, we'll bring someone else in. Yeah, and make me rich in the process, yep. please. Yep. Well, I, I'm sure he didn't say that at the time, but he was thinking. No, no. <laughs> so yeah. let's have a, let's let's have a look at the list, right? So I'm gonna we can pick these bits out, but I'm gonna just sort of run off to what I can think of off the top of my head. If you can think of anything else, then let me know. So uh, six, seven different managers, two breaches of FFP. Um, n- uh, in as well as the process of the two breaches of, of FFP, there was the lack of communication or ignoring communication from the EFL, the nine-point deduction for relegation scraps, the academy situation, the women's team, um, his comments around the finances of the the club, um, his alleged Boya comments of more recently, um, joining in training, uh, furloughing recruitment team, uh, recruitment staff, academy staff, employing third-party agents and recruitment companies to replace those. The big one for me that it really was um, the down has been sort of a slow downfall since then was the legal disputes with the uh, with the SMT, the people like Julia Sheldon and uh, Joanne. I want to say Kelly. Also, and also, sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, except those guys leaving. Um, obviously, we've seen um, Kira Gallagher going recently as well. The thing that's been highlighted by Daniel, the CC, uh, CCJs as well, the number of those we've got against the club. Throw some more in here for me, Chris, because I'm sure there are more. I, I was going to come back to the back to the senior management team when those guys left and it sort of tied in with the um, the embargo and whatever from before um, the, and the FFP breach that he was told about not making signings he was told you can't make this it was Pedersen wasn't it you can't make this Pedersen mm-hmm. signing yeah and he's in having photos and stuff and he's like no I'm just going to ignore you and it was it was that whole thing of just the people were advising him, giving him good advice. People that had done the job for years, and he was just like, nah, ignoring emails and stuff like that. Allegedly, it's like I'm the la- keep yeah, I mean, that lack of communication. <laughs> and, and the SNT were obviously at that time were telling him, you can't do this, you can't do this, and um, apparently, and. You know, they forced. They they were forced. They were forced out of the business, and it's been a very slow, painful. Um, it's not a death, but a very slow, painful period ever since they'd gone. Because these people were fully confident, very experienced in their field, and knew exactly what they were doing, and how they um, played their part in running the club. When when it was going well, under before, when it was going yeah. under before, they were the guys that kept it afloat. Exactly. Yeah, and obviously the decisions that were made to put them in that situation with nothing nothing to do do with them. Yeah. It's it's a long list. Um you know, but you know, he did do a few cool gifts over the summer. That was pretty smart. So, you know, do you, remember the, uh, do you remember the tweet about our fans didn't really mean it with the the Newcastle fan when he got his dong out. When he got yeah. his dong out, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, I mean, we said last last summer when Karanka came in and how things seem to be, we looked like we were maybe moving forwards. Um, there was obviously the press conference. Maybe maybe it was a little, a little bit of lip service. But we did say that on the face of it, he seems to have got handled of things and um, he's brought in Karanka. We think it's a good. So, you know, whilst he's, it wasn't like a uh, clean slate for him. Like, I think it was, you know. Another chance. <laughs> another chance. Yeah. But he's slowly shown over the season um, or quickly shown over the season that things haven't, hadn't really changed. Um, you know, we were quite confident about the Karanka appointment. It that didn't work out. He left that. He nearly left that far too late. It's only because Boya came in and made a real, a really massive difference to to that playing squad. That you know we're not in we're not in League One right now. But if it if it had been left to him, we would be in League One. Yeah, I, I said I said I could have seen us picking up five points of the the a seventeen or whatever it was that that Boya picked up, um, and that that was being generous. So I, I think we'd have been right. That um, I'm not sure whether we'd have been relegated, but it would have been fucking close. It certainly wouldn't have been where we were. I, I haven't looked at it since the we've two games to go or whatever. But it would have been definitely the last day at least. So absolutely, at least um, that that wasn't there. <laughs> so so over the past few months, he's taken a back seat. But one of the well, we understand he's taken more of a back seat. There are things to get sorted. So the stadium issues um, look like they're on schedule to be sorted by by October, uh, which obviously would mean, obviously means reduced capacity, which reduced capacity anyway, because you've, you're only going to be allowed a certain amount of fans in based on social distancing, but it gives us less room to work with. That which rolls on nicely to who the hell is going to start dealing with that side of things about, you know, the COVID measures and fans returning and how do we do that in a safe, safe manner? Category one status should be announced any time now, or if it is going ahead, that's supposed to be, is it this week? Around now, isn't it? I'm okay. sure it's sometime in May. I think, um, yeah, ticket sales, season tickets. Oh. So, you know, nothing going on there. I mean, my hope would be that, you know, they, that there is some, do you do season tickets or do you do some form of ballot type type thing? Because we don't know how quickly fans can be allowed back. Do you give fans the opportunity to continue being able to watch via Blues TV and stuff like that? That all needs sorted. Now, I hope there's people in the background that have been working on that. But I think that might be a league thing as well that, as to whether they can keep broadcasting, I would have thought. I'll be honest, I think they should just move forward with something like that full time, yeah. even when fans do come back. I yeah. think it's, you know, the model, that model is used very successfully in in America. Um, there's no reason why it wouldn't work work over here. You're going to get the people that want to go to foot, go to a match will always go to a match. Yeah, You're not just going to stay at home. So, you know, uh, that's something that you'll probably but look at anyway. It's ultimately extra income because you'll get the people that will travel and, and will go to games. They, it's part of their routine that they want to do that. And then you'll get the, yeah. you'll, you'll be able to cash in from the people that aren't going, that they still want to watch the game, but they, they're not really affected by, or can't travel to games or can't, can't get there. 
But yeah, it's it's an extra revenue income, isn't it? I, I, I'm with you there, I think. It should be looked at. And who's looking after the appointment of a club secretary as well? So we need the replacement <laughs> for, for, for Kira, who's, who's obviously left now as well. It's There's got to be, someone's got to be picking this up because, you know, as I said, I'm fine with not having a CEO, but it's having that structure in behind where you've got a fully functioning, competent SMT, the board members know exactly what they're doing. You've got a sporting director that is picking up, you know, player liaison contracts, recruitment, day-to-day running of stuff above Boya. It's a little bit of a concern because... And this, I'll be careful. I say this, given the current uh, current climate and things that have happened over the past week. But rightly or wrongly, if they choose somebody from their current inner circle who is could be Chinese, it people will understandably, to a point, start be- becoming nervous about someone else. Is it a like for like replacement? Yep. Um, you know, and I'm not. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you put an alien in charge of those sorts of things. If they're competent, fantastic. But they need to be really careful about what they they do. And, you know, they're not, I don't think they really care that much. What, maybe they do care a bit about what fans think, given that Dong's gone and, you know, they've made that change and brought Bowyer in. But, you know, bringing in another person from their circle um is only going to set people off again. And I'm not, I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but you know, it's, it's kind of like the mud sticks thing is, it's going to cause a few issues in, in the fan base because they'll just compare yeah, them you, to you're not, strong. You're not going to get off to that clean slate. You're always going to be catching up. I think yeah. if you're from that, that background, it, you're on the you're initially you're basically on the back foot from day one. Yeah, if you come yeah. in, and I don't mean this in in any sort of uh, derogatory form, but if a Chinese person comes in as another CEO or another figurehead, they're pretty much going to be on the back foot straight away. Yeah. If they if they do come in, and there is like another Chinese figurehead working under Zhao, the best thing they could do would be to do a press conference almost straight away, talk to fans, tell them this is what they're about. Uh, you know ultimately I think there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes in terms of like what's going on with the maybe the ownership of the club and just that convoluted side of things that you know that it's only one very small drop in in the ocean but they need to make sure they get it right and it's presented in the right manner that's the thing it's it's very much the it's it's the fan facing person this is so it's it's the person that fans will recognise. Hence why Dong's taken a hell of a lot over the last year. And it's it, it's because he's the one that people see. He's the focal point. The, mm. the stuff that's in the background with the ownership, even Zhao and Shane, it's not seen as much. I mean, Dan does a great job with, with uncovering who's there. Um, but generally, it's that, that one person that people see. And... It does. It, it needs to be someone that fans have confidence in. That whether that's because of a football background or what, like you say, from the offset, you come out and you say, "Look, I'm going to be open with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to speak to you and, and whatever else, and, and connect with you." And I think mm. that, like you say, that'd make a massive difference. 
Um, that's if if there is anyone that comes in. The thing is, it, it, the thing is with, with with that kind of situation, if things are going right at the club, no one really needs to hear from the C- CEO. No. You know, but having that sort of focal point figureheads more of, as like a, a point of report for you know the people underneath and the, the, the people that their delegates you know that it is kind of important to a point um, a massive just massive one as well is with the staff because your day-to-day staff you, if, if you can have a relationship with them where you're not dreading going to work because of this guy being around which is i think is a a massive thing make it somewhere decent for people to come in and work at please that's actually another a, a good point. So we've spoken about the fans' perception, and you've you've really sort of it's sort of opened my eyes a little bit there because I've sort of almost forgotten about that. But Dong made working conditions really, really difficult for a lot of people. Which we spoke about the SMT, but there are a number of people that knock on effect. We know people that have left the that left left the club because of just the repercussions and things that he, he has done. Um, again, you know. It needs to be a better place for the internal staff to work. We don't want to be losing all our good people. We, we, those, we don't want to see all those people leaving us and you know, ultimately being really difficult to replace them, bringing in people that are less talented or less qualified. or you know, um, Again, having someone that understands... I don't want to say understands the club, but understands football. I mean, someone that is maybe that that does have an affiliation with the club might be useful, but at the end of the day, it's really down to how competent they are and, you know, creating an environment where people, as you say, people want to come to work and people enjoy working for the club. Um, there are a lot of diehard blue noters that work for the club. And it's, you know, you, what you don't want is those people falling out of love with the club because of, because of the regime. The, I think that will, people are generally, just generally going to be nervous um, with any person they bring in. But if it's going to be another person from their sort of inner circle, as we've, as we've said, it's going to, it's going to cause probably unnecessary worry. So they need to get off to, to the right foot. On onto the right footing. Sorry, um, I tell you what. With the uh, with the latest stuff going on, would you take Figo as director of football or sporting director? <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe Figo's coming in now to take take the sporting director role because I mean, I'll only come in if Dong leaves. Oh look, here he is. Just rocks up a few days later. It's quite Figo, handy, really. Figo, because Figo. Can't we get? Um, isn't it a lot easier to bring in Portuguese players under the new transfer rules than it is most other European countries because of like Brazilian passports and and stuff like that? Yes. So, there um, we go. I think we spoke about that previously. So yeah, you know. Um, no, I'm not sure Bowie is that interested in many players out in, in Portugal, to be honest. But yeah, wouldn't that be something if that happened? <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it, I'd might love be, that. it might be completely risky and bizarre and end up horribly, but fuck it. I mean, <laughs> can't be much worse. And that's the thing, actually. We're we're really, really, really pleased that he's gone because you know we've we've been looking for this to happen for a couple of years now, maybe even longer. And but could it get worse? Having having no, at least in having sh- nobody, 
could it get worse? In the short term, <laughs> in the short term, you know, it could. We could see that things do get worse before before they get better. I don't. I don't expect things to move very quickly in terms of stuff like player contracts, um, signing players, um, plans for next season, plans for a preseason. That this that's all. Um, it's quite a worrying situation. Also, sort of intriguing because it's kind of an exciting time because it'll be Bowie's first preseason. But also, like he, the way he the, he spoke in his recent interview and that Brian Dick had put up on in the Birmingham Mail was just like it's been the communication has been a little bit sparse between you know Bowie and 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 the board of directors. And let's not let's let's not forget as well that when Bowie worked at um, Charlton, he worked with Steve Gallen, who was like a sporting director, director of football, who did a lot of that go between 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 him and and the mess that was 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 above, above them. Yep. Um, and ultimately, that is probably what Bowie is used to doing because he's not been in management that long. And I think I, was, I read an interview with Steve Gallen a few weeks back when I was looking into like the way they worked, and it was really that Bowie would sit down with. Jackson and Gallen, they'd talk about their plans for the next season or season or two. They'd look at where they need to strengthen, not only where they need to strengthen the first team, but where they need to supplement into 23s, want to look at recruitment, and they'd go through their list of players. And then Gallen would go away and say that we need to invest money in X, Y, and Z for us to try and move forward as a club. And ultimately, despite the fact, you know, that they were in a really, really tough situation there, they got promoted to the to the championship, okay, they got relegated, but they have a, had a real good fist of the of League One this season. Only missed out on the playoffs by goal difference this season. Okay, Bowie wasn't there for the last 10, 11 games, but it just shows that that setup is you know, it works really well for him. And it wouldn't be surprised if uh, whether they bring Gallon in, I don't know, because Gallon's kind of like a, a London a London guy, isn't he? Um, but maybe the I thought of working with Bowyer again and potentially a bigger salary. Um, you know, he, maybe that's something that they'll look at doing uh, at Blues. But I mean, ultimately, it's got to be someone that Bowyer knows and wants to work with as well, because you can't just do a bit like what happened with the Pep and Speakman situation, where you know Speakman was kind of doing this sporting director, director of football role, and Pep was just put in there to well. We don't even think pick the team. It was kind of like to do to do the coaching side of things, and that didn't really work out as well as it probably should have or could have. It could have been a lot worse, I suppose, as yeah. well. You see that for me, I think that maybe the person that's coming in needs to be not need not to be connected to Boya, and that their job. Unless you're bringing two people in now, if they if they're cutting costs and stuff, they're not going to want to bring two people. They're, might not even want to bring one in. But I think if you bring someone in who's connected to that manager, then when you make any changes, the the, cha- the the management changes then have to come from above that because that person's got a good good relationship with the manager and they'll want yeah. to keep them maybe a little bit too long and give them too much of a chance, believing them a bit too much. Now, I, I, mate, I hope that Bowie is here for years to come. But 
there might be a point at some point where you have to consider a change. And that's just, that's life. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's, that's football, isn't it? It's, it's the way things are. But yeah, I suppose I was looking at it from almost like an American football head coach, GM perspective yeah. in, in, in that sense. So no, you're right. Cause they need to have the relationship on both sides of the, um, uh, both sides of, you know, the playing staff and, and the board of directors. So like where, yeah, it needs to be a happy medium. And that maybe that's where people like, um, and Daniel Ivory mentioned it on his Al Majir blog earlier on that, um, Ian Dutton, Ian Dutton, uh, I was, I was, when you said Brian, it's Ian, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Ian, yeah, Ian Brian? I don't I, I said nearly said it. I don't know why I said nearly <laughs> said it. I think we were get talking about Brian Dick earlier, but, um, yeah, when, maybe that's where Ian Dutton comes in and there is kind of like this, you know, almost like conduit between, so he'll still be in his role anyway, but taking on more responsibility and is kind of just that, that other link between the board of directors and SMT or, or whatever. It's, you know, we can sort of sit here and make assumptions or say what we want to do. We have no idea at this point in time what they want to do. No. Um, I'd heard from a, around the same time that, and we've spoken about this, I think I touched on it before, that um, when we understood that Don was probably going to leave at the end of the season, which we had mentioned on previous podcasts, that um, they were looking for a football person that had more contacts in the game. Um, that would suggest that it is more of a sporting director type role as opposed to to anything else now is that still the case you'd hope so um maybe they bring in eric alonso (laughs) if they can find him since he's closed all his twitter accounts and hiding in his one bedroom flat in swindon (laughs) no no i think think the uh the deal's still going ahead with derby and and it's all still going through and dung's working to move to derby now that's it yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I think ideally you bring a couple of people for me you have a a couple of new positions and I don't know if you actually need anyone to replace Dung but there are jobs so we've got a show there people have met uh, people that know that he's there now Um, he's I think we spoke about this a few weeks as well and ideally he's the head man who ultimately makes these decisions Mm-hmm. And then below him, you maybe have someone on the management side uh, above Bowyer related to him who deals, he has a, a set budget. Related to him? <laughs> no, not related, not like his cousin or something. <laughs> Link, linked to him, connected to him. Um, Gary Bowyer, they're not related, are they? <laughs> um, but so, someone who handles all of the, so the uh, player recruitment handles the the all the stuff on the playing side from contracts and whatever else, but he's has a good relationship with Boya and Boya trusts him. He trusts Boya, but then you have someone on the, the other side of things where it's the business decisions and he decides who goes, who who comes and goes and whatever, and also the the football inside of uh, the non football inside of things within the club. So, like you said earlier, the the decisions on bringing people back into the stadiums and whatever else, 
delegated all to that to that side. And that's maybe a a, a scenario that's I don't know. It, it's just thinking. so much, it's, and this is the thing. Like, there's just so much to consider. And I'm, you know, while Stong, we we understand is not didn't make the best decisions. That I'm sure there was parts of his role where he was absolutely competent and knew what he was doing. I mean, the the, um, the Bellingham transfer for for all of the the bad stuff that we've heard. You know, we've heard good things about that that he handled mm-hmm. that quite well. Um, so, I mean, you'd handle that pretty carefully if you knew you were going to end up with like 30 odd million pound in the bank at some point, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I guess there's priorities, isn't there? Yeah. So, yeah. But, I, I mean, you look at the the last transfer window just gone and it doesn't seem as though, I mean, we said at the time, you know, it's the, the Nisbet thing doesn't seem to have come from the Dong side that he's done anything wrong there and that it was, it was, <laughs> In fact, they spoke very highly of the way, yeah. or at least Nisbet's agents spoke very highly of the way that um, Dong handled, that it. Dong handled the situation. Yeah. He was, and we've heard this before. He was very, very charming, and you know, and very sensible. And we've heard that he can do, that he can be like that. But it's, I think it's in those moments when, you know, he's not and needs to be almost like the alpha male. And it's quite, it's, it's very difficult for him, but I think he's been, he's been under it since Zhao came over. Um, well, that's about 18 months ago now, I think. Zhao yeah, came it was over. before, before so, COVID, wasn't it? So, I mean, he had come over, there was obviously a lot going on. Um, stuff that had come out about, uh, about Dong then. And I think they were looking into just, um, almost like not an investigation but just keeping more of a, a watchful eye over sort of his his dealings and what his sort of his daily daily tasks and I think it's it slowly edged towards um just less and less responsibility certainly even less after after Karanka went but you know there's for a, a long time there's been people that can pick up a lot of these tasks within the within the SNT or within uh, within the board of directors but that seems to be a little bit depleted themselves now as well well that's it I, I think especially when the, the secretary's leaving now as well in this summer it's it sort of has that there's not that parachute there to save you at the moment it's like this is on you and we've got people, I understand there's people that, uh, I think there's some members of staff that are, that are fairly important. They're actually about to go on maternity leave and stuff like that as well. So, you know, you, it's it's a very, very difficult situation for the club to, to be in. And they're going to have to really sort of power through. Um, it's, it's a little bit worrying. I think I've said that already, but, you know, whilst it is exciting, there's really a lot to consider. And I think fans need to realise that it might get a little bit worse before it gets better because there was just so much for us to consider. Hi, we're Rookie on the We Are Birmingham podcast.
a thing you see, you know we're all the same and we don't know when to stop. I turn up my jeans, also tuck in my top just to try and stand out and be part of this elite. We're walking around with our shoes on our own feet, but the fashion sinks in. enjoy our podcast please don't forget to share it on twitter facebook and instagram let people know that you're enjoying it and also don't forget to rate and review us on all podcast platforms if they allow it if they allow it cheers guys so before we move on from dong a couple of little bits obviously the two games to touch on that that we had when basically no one no one cared it was <laughs> Bo. You just wanted to have a look at some of the younger lads and give them up, give them an opportunity. Obviously, which um, you know we spoke about. Uh, we what we thought he would do, and we wanted him to do maybe um, a little bit more than I was expecting in, at a time. Maybe maybe a little bit more, but you know I think it's good to see that we are in the position to be able to do that. Yep, absolutely. definitely. Um, there was a lot of people that were very upset about the fact we did that. But, you know, it's not like we get any extra money in the championship for finishing higher up the league. I think it really did show you that some players were just probably not going to be that. I think that's it. Yeah. And and then then you've got players like Ryan Sturck, who really held his own and looked very, very competent, played some absolutely lovely, uh, lovely passes, comfortable on the ball and probably going to be the type of midfielder that, you'd want to use more often going forward um, more on that later but you know I, I, I wasn't bothered the fact that we conceded nine goals over two games is maybe a mild, mildly disappointing um, I've, but, I've, I've got to hold my hands up now I didn't even watch the uh, the last game I didn't I, watch the last game either so you know I, that, watch, I, I, watch, I watch the highlights and uh, the the 
the one massive highlight for me was the <laughs> obviously made a, made an appearance. It did um, from a Steve Seddon cross. cross so yeah. A lovely Seddon cross. Um, um, but I was I was all about watching the final day relegation deciders and say, willing Rotherham to to win and to hold on, but they didn't. So yeah, in the end, Wickham had a better chance to stay. And, and <laughs> they might. Or, well, it's, it's unlikely that any punishment will get applied to Derby for this season. But if it was to happen. Wickham would be the ones that stay up, and it's just like, yeah. That I'd and I'd I'd love that. Yeah, you know they were the only team down there that showed any fight in the in that last. I mean, much, I think you're kind of willing Rotherham to do well because kind of like Paul Warren and you know it just it's, there's not a lot to dislike about Rotherham. Plus they've got Wes, you know, super and, and like I've said before, a few months back or maybe a year or so back now that Rotherham is one of my favourite away games. I, I love going there. Yeah. It's, it's good away day and. So you sort of look towards that. Obviously, Derby's a decent one and it's not too far away. So we'll take it. Yeah. Um, Should we talk about the Blues? We should, (laughs) yeah, let's talk about the Blues. But I mean, there's not a lot to say about those those few games. I think hopefully that he's seen with some of the younger players or they've kind of got an idea of who's going to be able to mix it, who's going to be able to carry the, the team going forward. It's not necessarily about who's going to just step up and be in that first team straight away. It's just about where is that potential? Can you hold your own in a league? If we need you, are you going to be able to step in for so-and-so? Can you be an only word of advice is, let's not put a novice centre-back next to uh, Christian Pedersen, please, when you got to face someone like fucking Adam Armstrong. Do you know what? Just, watching, uh, watching those highlights, I was, I was actually wondering whether we'd have been better off without playing Pedersen. <laughs> just... just. Like leave him out. Well, At least Nico would have known where he'd have had to have been. You know, if you're going to play Nico Gordon in a, a centre back in, okay, it's a dead rubber. George Friend, he, Mark he, Roberts, exactly, Harley yeah. Dean. George Friend <laughs> would have been perfect to put next to him, someone in his ear to guide him through it. Now I'm not. I don't, I don't want to make a big deal about it because it's at the end of it, it was worthless. But that's a. Nico Gordon was probably quite a big thing and yep. to have someone that's not really a uh, a natural centre-back certainly not a natural centre-back in a two mm. playing next to him was probably a little bit short-sighted in the grand scheme of things it's a little and I, I okay George Friend is not particularly quick and probably may have got caught out um, with the pace of uh, Blackburn's front line on the odd occasion, but what he does have is very good positional sense, yeah. and he's you know he's very he reads the game very well. He also don't know who actually made that decision because obviously Lebo was working from home during the week, wasn't he? Because his wife hasn't been very well, so and then obviously wasn't at the game. But he was at the hotel, wasn't he? Before and he got called away from the hotel, so he went. He left the Friday night, I think, or the Saturday morning. So, so hopefully, I assume hopefully, he did pick that. I was just going to say, hopefully all, all is good at home. Um, yeah, and get it, well soon, Mrs. B. Yeah, get well soon. Um, but you, you don't know who's actually made that decision uh, to, to pick that team. I, I suppose there might be a large element of Craig Gardner. Well, Gardner said that... 
Gardner said in an interview, I think it was with Ryan Dick afterwards, it might have been part of the um, thingy that they'd made the decision in the week earlier in the week who the squad was yeah, going to uh, be. I think that's, was, that's, that's quite normal. But then if Boya yeah. hasn't been there and Gardner's sort of taking training, then maybe, because I think he was working for Mobile Up, but... Like you said, it's dead rubber. Let's not even look into it too yeah, much. There's just a few things that I would have changed about it if I had, if I'd, if I, if it had been me. Um, but I think we safely say that uh, for me, Ryan Sturt came out of those couple of games with. Yeah, I think he can come out of his his head held high. He looks like he's got the technical capability to hold his own in the championship. Physically, might need a little bit of work, but you know, he's still a young lad. And he's got plenty of time to to work on that, but. I think he has shown that if called upon, he'll probably be more than capable of, of, of filling in where needed and maybe even winning a winning a spot later down the line. Maybe. Let's move on. The women, women's team, with one substitute, which was their goal, goalkeeper. goalkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it sort of shows the, the state of things at the moment and the way things have gone. Um, scraped, scraped survival. Thanks to other results other elsewhere. Results, yeah. Yeah. Um, but well done to them. I've, 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 it's a, the, the same as Derby, isn't it? It's like you've survived. That's the main thing. It's out. Yeah. You've, not, mean, you've not done it in your own, in your own way, but you've survived. So it, my only concern is here, you know, and, and I won't pretend that I know loads about the women's team or that I really follow them very closely because I don't okay um, is is there even going to be a women's team next next season that would be you know they've they've apparently did try to invest quite a lot in the early doors and you know it that's obviously waned significantly over the past few seasons some bad decisions again um, see I, I don't know I'm like you I don't know much about the, the women's side of the game but isn't there a, a supposedly a big TV deal that's coming into effect? Is that next season? Uh, yeah, because it's spreading it between Sky and BBC, I mm, think. Something like that. Uh, so, so, yeah, again, I, I haven't... You know, maybe it's a good thing for them that they've managed to, to survive and they can get some investment. Hopefully that goes into the back into their, thing is, into their team. Yeah, and you've got to hope it it, it will do. It, it's a, obviously a part of the game. The women's game is growing all the time. Um, it's more popular now than than it's ever been. I mean, I, I remember back when I was younger. The only two kids I could absolutely remember when I was younger was Doncaster Bells and the Millwall Lionesses. I felt like the FA Cup was the women's FA Cup was played between those two teams every year for about ten years. <laughs> And obviously, the growth of the sport is is significantly increased over the past few years. And Blues obviously won a cup a um, few years back. It'd be sad if it ended terribly. So the, the women's team, the Blues women's team, I'm sure has been around for as I said, donkey's years, but a very long time. And when when it was never, it was never anything like it is now. I think it was probably more like sort of park pitches and whatever, and mm. that, that's how it was. Isn't it? Isn't that is what it, that is what <laughs> well, it's like now, isn't it? Based on <laughs> some of the stuff you you read in the Athletic and whatnot. Yeah. So. Um, but the, the, it's you know they they've survived up to this point, and through some of the shit that the the club has gone through previously, it'd be an awful shame if this regime 
gave up on it now. So you just, just hope that they so get much. some. Yeah, and I mean, you at the time when the... he's taking off, you just hope that they that they're getting that little bit of extra extra help. Yeah, I mean, obviously you could see what it meant to the majority of the players when they got that last minute equaliser against against Villa a few a few weeks back, which obviously helped contribute to them staying up. And that really annoyed oh. Enya Luka, which was, uh, yeah. which was nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, it's just, if there's going to be investment in, you know, if they're getting money from a TV deal, they need to put some investment into, into women's team to, you know, help it thrive. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. Nicely used. Just, just, you know, get them somewhere that they can go and train and that they can use weights and whatever. And that, uh, anyway, let's not spend too much time on, on on it. It's it's done. Hopefully, they get the the investment that they need. Next one up was the under twenty threes. Um, they've got a playoff game this week. Is it? Is it Friday this week? Friday. Yes, yeah. off the back of a uh... absolute whopping. Of Wigan, 11, 11 1 in the end. Was it eight different scorers yeah. or something? Yeah. I think Wigan just basically put the controller down and, and let Blues play. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, they're already dead. It, it's, um, yeah, I, mean, I, I have not seen any of the highlights from, from the games yet. I've seen a few of the bits that the uh, some of the younger lads have put on Instagram, sort of video clips, and a really good last goal from. Or second to last goal from Caelan Boyd Munts, who absolute Whip beauty up. of a yeah into the top corner, and then just walked away like he does it every day of the week. There wasn't any celebration at all. It was very Eric Cantona esque. I thought it was a absolutely outstanding finish, and just like yeah, this is this is what I do every day. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I need to have a look. I don't know if they've put the highlights out yet. They probably have. I know they've put some interviews up with some of the players and Steve Spooner, but I've not seen any uh, the, the highlights. But yeah, fair play. Um, great way to go into that final uh, playoff game of, of the season Yeah, on, on Friday. Good, good luck, lads. It's been a really good season for them, in all fairness. They've had a really good um, really good run. There's Obviously a few players breaking out from the, the team as well into... Into the first team. Into the first team. There's been a few players coming up from the under 18, supplementing under 23s. And um, unfortunately, you already touched on a, few, a handful of those players that have played this week or last few weeks. They're going to be uh, being released and, and moving on very soon. So, you know, yeah, good luck in that in that final. I'm sure the, uh, I'm sure Blues TV will probably play that or there'll be some form of free uh, option to um, watch Facebook, that I imagine YouTube or something yeah hopefully. there was last time we played Leeds wasn't it a few seasons ago a couple of seasons back yeah. so yeah look look forward to seeing how that uh, how that's in the grand scheme of things does it actually mean that much because I don't, we don't get promoted or anything do you it's kind of just we've, yeah. we've already second but we can have a playoff to make sure we confirm we're going to finish <laughs> <laughs> finish second yeah, so, Just yeah, uh, but you know, we could be in a different league next season anyway if the category status changes anyway. Yeah, potentially. Right, it's time for our new feature. Blues Bumble. It's time for Blues Bumble. <laughs> Blues Bumble, yeah. So if people are familiar with Bumble, it was kind of a... Uh, I don't I've never used it just to put the point this out it's been a long time since I used anything like this but a bumble is kind of like a take on tinder in fact it was created by the woman 
one of the women who uh, was involved in the creation of Tinder, she broke away from to uh, the two guys that she made that with and create her own sort of dating app, swipe right, swipe left kind of thing, uh, and create her own one called Bumble, not Blue's Bumble. Okay, so just Bumble. I I don't understand any of the dating apps because I've never used one. And so, am I? Are we swiping left or left for yes? Or shall left we just no? Shall we we'll make that decision more. now yeah. and say we'll go left for? no right for yes okay right for yes it is then right we'll go with that first and up, um yeah i just want to point out oh, that uh, yeah, i've never used either of these dating apps the last one i used was plenty of fish about eight years ago and that's how i met my other half and now we've got three kids so they, they do work people anyway if, if you want if you want a rabble of kids if yeah it's uh, <laughs> that's the way to go plenty <laughs> of kids not plenty of fish um <laughs> So from the top, we'll go through the squad list. Uh, we'll miss out the ones that you know I think are fairly obvious that are still probably going to be here next season. So we'll start from, we'll, we'll do fringe players, players that are contract, players that have been out on loan. Starting off with Andres Prieto. I mean, the, the fact for me that he's not, the, the last couple of games he's not been involved at all. Um, it was recommended that the younger lads would be a better backup than him. Questionable think, after watching Truman's performance well, on, or seeing his, his highlights of his yeah, performance on Saturday. Yeah, um, we're going to get onto him as well, anyway. So, I just, I'm just not sure that there's a place for him. I think that the, pro- the problem with him is you've got him on a three-year contract. He's probably not. Good, and I know there was some bloody stupid article slash link thing going around that he was on something daft like £18,000 a week definitely I not I don't believe that that, that document was, he, was real he was a third choice goalkeeper at Espanyol spent most of his time playing um, as a, a backup for his whole career he's probably on about five grand yeah you know um, so for me very similar to you, we've got um, Zach Jaycock coming through and um, there's sort of a few other younger keepers. They're obviously looking at um, bringing keepers in as well. That Brian Kinnear from Rangers have had on trial, managed to fit that one in. Uh, for me, it is definitely a uh, a swipe left f- for a no. Yeah. Same for you. Try and offload, yeah. Or swipe yeah. left. Go, no. Um, I suspect it'll be the same for Boya. I was going to say, I got, as well. I, if if he's not been involved in the, the run at the end of the season, and the the fact that he wasn't even on the bench for a while, I think to me that that sort of if if I mean, there's if there's someone that will take him, fair play for coming over and you know, trying to um, in a country you can't speak the language or anything like that. And he really really tried to his interview in English as well, didn't he? When, when, um, so I'm sure there'll be some second division Spanish team or even a uh, a top division Spanish team that will take him as a second or third choice goalkeeper yeah it wouldn't surprise me if we're supplementing half of his wages for a couple of seasons so yeah All right, swipe left Done. swipe Next. left um, he's been in and around the squad so we're going to go with George Friend here because he hasn't really played much um, for me He's actually surprised me more than any of most of our signings this uh, this season. He hasn't played much under Boya, but I think that experience and just his 
general demeanor and attitude. Watch the video. Yeah, professionalism, that's perfect word. It's just his, um, the way he was um, celebrating Dukey uh, after the Derby game. He's the first person to jump on him and start sort of bouncing around. Looks a little bit uncomfortable, but he was the one who started it. <laughs> uh, yeah, for me, it's a definite swipe. Yes, that experience will be invaluable, certainly if we're going to be looking at promoting some kids next season as well. Swipe right. Swipe right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think the the even if he plays only a handful of games, cup games or substitute appearances, I think, like you said, the, the professionalism that he offers... I think if the lads are coming up and younger lads, he offers a lot. And the fact that he can also play, he could play left back if we need him to, if we were short. Centre back, wing back. Yeah, yeah, he can do anything. And, you know, it might not be that he's a regular every week, but I think he's he's worth keeping around. He's not a bad egg, is he? So No, and he absolutely said that as well in his his, uh, recent interview after one of the games, uh, one of the last two or three games before these last two he yeah as he said he just loves being involved and around the players and you know helping where he can that is the attitude that you want from someone certainly that's that age um i'll tell you what i just wonder and i've this is completely out of the back of my brain somewhere just talking about it i wonder whether he might be someone that could potentially move into a coaching mm. position going into next season FFP bear in mind if you make someone a player coach then their wages are halved in FFP true um, Bowie is looking to add to that coaching team so maybe he's he's someone that sort of steps into that role moving forward Def- it, it, definitely it, good shout yeah I don't like I say uh, but yeah swipe right keep him and I reckon I can't see us trying to offload him unless unless there's something there with the wages. I can't see us trying to offload him. No, I the same same here. Okay. Uh, swipe right, swipe right. Uh, so one of the young lads out on loan, Stevenage, I think. Uh, I always never get his first name right. I'm going to go Romeo uh, Hutton. Romeo, 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 Romeo. Done. I'm done. Swipe left. Yeah, I mean, he's had enough time uh, at the club. We obviously took him from non-leading we Hensford, I think it was. I don't think he seems to have featured very heavily for Stevenage in the past um, few games, uh, for sort of closing parts of the season. For me, is he going to come in and dislodge Maxine Conlon? Could he be a backup for him? Yes. Have we got other options? Yes. Um, you know, for me, it's just, a, it's a, it's a swipe left and, you know, go and find another club somewhere and lower down the, uh, lower down the football has, league. Has he been playing much this season? Not a lot. No, he did start off playing a fair bit. I think, I think he sort of, he's been coming on as sub, substitute a fair bit. Kind of lose track of it, to be honest. Yep. Um, you kind is of it, follow it at the beginning of the season and then kind of just sort of lose. Especially with everything going on as well. Is, yeah, the, exactly. is this the uh, is this, is his final year now that he's in? I think so, yeah. I think that's him um, out of contract now. Because he did do a little bit, he did a little article in like the Daily Mail or something didn't he, over the summer to say that he was sort of fighting for his future. But And it was a really good piece, but it kind of didn't really, I uh, don't think it's done him any favours by, by the looks of it. Yeah, I, I think 
I can't see that he's. I, I can't see that he's going to be higher up the pecking order than than say no. a someone that we'll come on to later on, but Cogley, um, it, as a backup option. Yeah. So, yeah, I think swipe left for me. Swipe left for me too. Uh, this is going to be a good one. Oh, hang on. What did you reckon for Boya? Oh, Boya's going to be swipe left, isn't he? Probably doesn't even know who Hutton is. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, the next one on, I've come going through the squad list here is, I'll use his full name, Adam Swipe Left Clayton. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think we've just found the title for the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's not a lot to say here. Um, He was still clearly involved in training and with the squad from all the video footage from uh, inside the training ground and stuff like that. Did he actually feature in the match day squad? Did not. I don't know. I don't don't think he was even on the bench, no. Um, Didn't feature in the under-23s. Didn't feature in any of the previous two games. He can't have. He can't have featured in a match day squad because there would have been uproar about him being on there. Yeah, we would have known about that. Yeah, it's, Twitter would still be calming down, wouldn't it? Yeah. If that was the case, um, I can't swipe left fast enough. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> my phone's broke. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. Not much to say on that. I think we all know how we uh, how we feel about that one. Uh, everybody, which is a shame because he used to be a very very good player, but you know he's very much in the twilight of his career and beyond. Mr. Boya? <laughs> well, I think the uh, the squads, the results, games tell their own story, don't they? Swipe left. Swipe left. Um, okay, so this is going to be an interesting one. Um, and he's in here for a reason, but um, Jeremy Bella. Or a Beeler, as Mr. Broadhurst would like to like to call him. Now And 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 us. Originally. And us. <laughs> originally yeah. So there is no reason. Uh there the, the sorry, there is the reason why I've put him in here. He, he, technically people will be saying, like, what what are they, what is he doing putting these putting him in there? But he's he's very rarely featured under Boya. First game came on, didn't he? Uh, sorry, started, set up a goal, played fairly well if I remember correctly against Redding. And he's only featured sparingly since. Now, there could be any number of reasons behind that and we don't know. Um, what I would say is he's still one of the most talented players in our squad. He can create something from nothing. He's a competent penalty taker. His set pieces are generally very good. He links up quite nicely with players like um, even Sanchez, He's clearly he can play both wings. He can play as a ten. He can play as a second striker if needed. You know, there's a lot of ability there, and I would be. I don't think we should let him go because he he could be a difference maker on his day. For me, he's a definite swipe right, but I think there's got to be a cloud or a question mark over his his head, given how little he's featured in this running yeah so we've obviously seen sparks of what Bella can do in his time at Blues There's, we've seen we've seen brilliance and then we've seen absolute nothing from him in games there's, there's been games where he just hasn't looked right at all yeah. um, whether 
I don't, at the moment, I, you know, I don't know if he fits the system that we've that we've been whether or the systems that we've been playing. He, he's not a wing back, so he doesn't fit into that. He can't really play a narrow four four two, can he? So he doesn't fit into that. It's more if you're going to go into a four five one or a four four two that he's going to feature. Um, so. Or a four-three-three, three. play wide on four-two-three-one four, three, yeah. as well. But we obviously we know Boya likes to play more than one up front. Yeah. So, um, so you know, in in terms of the system, is it going to? I I personally wouldn't. <laughs> I'd get rid, but only if there was a decent offer on the table. If it's if it wasn't something that was, if it was just cost cutting, I wouldn't do it. Mm. If I did, there if, will be if, takers for him as well. There will be people that are interested, but it's getting but, value for yeah, money, isn't it? Because that, there's not, not going to be a lot of money in and around football it, this, if, this if season. If there was a couple of mil bid that came in, then I'd consider it. Um, if if it's just about if, if like 500 grand and we'll have him just so that you can get him off your books, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be going down that route personally. I'm, we're already short of wingers yeah. as well. And based on... a. a snippets we've heard and stuff that's actually made it out into the media if we know it's true or not I don't know but there seems to be a definite um, want of more wide players as well I think that, so whether that's in place of him or there it's you know to supplement what we've already got I think we it's um, yeah for me it's a no but you're right so I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to swipe right you're swiping right swiping right <laughs> What does Boya do? Um, <laughs> I can't help but think he might swipe left on this one. I feel like there's a reason why he's not been involved so much. Mm. Um, maybe he pissed uh, in his is, uh, maybe he pissed in his fishing lake. Maybe he did. Maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe he did. <laughs> well, we're just we're just guessing, yeah. aren't we? We're just I, guessing. I, I'm so. going to guess it, but he's probably going to swipe left. But actually, it could just be because of the situation we're in, and when we can play more freely, he might feature more yeah. but really should have probably played more in the last two games yeah if that was the case yeah. <laughs> alright next one uh, right so there these this he's not on the squad list but I'm going to jump to him now so um, the um, oh God, sorry, I don't have a nickname for him I forgot what it was anyway Argus Medina out of contract now I think swipe left uh, I've just been swallowing it up in corner. Hey, but hey, he's a footballing genius. Swat because I've not seen the best of it. Swat, no, swat I, left, I, yeah, I, yeah. I know. We've we've seen bits from him. Swipe left we for were everybody. Impressed, but yeah, swipe left. Yeah. Move on. Swipe left. <laughs> and then his buddy, we know where he is. Yeah, swipe left. Swipe left for Guzman as well. Um, <laughs> another one that's missing off of the list, so we'll jump to him now. Been on loan at Forest Green, Odin Bailey. Is he last last year of his contract now, or is there another year? He got an extension just before he went to Forest Green, didn't he? One so more. he's in he's in credit. Um, one thing that does work in his favour, um, and this probably this is probably the bit we should do about Bowyer is that obviously Bowyer tried to sign him at Charlton before he went to Forest Green, and for whatever reason, Odin chose to go to yeah. Uh, went to uh, chose to go to to Forest Green. So he's definitely Bowie's definitely swiping left. Then 
Uh, well, this is that's it. So I've waited. We look at this. Bowie likes him, so would he keep him or would he be offended? So, um, obviously, Odin chose to go to Old Screen because it was maybe a club that he knew and he was more familiar with, but it was at a lower level, yeah, probably was yeah, a bit closer. Um, but also maybe lacked a little bit of ambition potentially. Mm. Now, Bailey has, whilst he started off really well at Forest Green, he didn't feature as much. Um, towards the end of the season. Um, not quite sure the reason behind that. But, you know, when you do watch him play, it does occasionally show he has has something. My concern with him is that, is he a 10? Is he a wide player? Is he a central midfielder? Is he, is he a striker? And we've spoken about this before with other players. I don't really feel like he's got that position nailed down. I think Boya loves players that can play in a, in a wide variety of positions, but I haven't seen him excel in any position. The, this, but he's still moderately young. Yeah. This for me might be one where he spends pre-season with him and then makes his decision on whether he's going to loan him out, whether he's going to, you know, if there's an offer on the table, whether that that might go I think that that's way. got to be the case. <clears throat> I mean, Boya likes playing, likes managing young... I've read an interview with him a few... Uh, in fact, it was this week about his time when Harry Kuehl got him into football, came into, tra- uh, into training at Watford, and he was there for a couple of months. And he... It, he'd improved a number of players by the sort of one-to-one coaching time he spent with them, how to improve their game. They'd all made visible improvements to their game. Um, that is something you want to see Bo you do with our, with obviously our current players. He's obviously very good at that, man management, arm around shoulder. Coaching. It might be a necessity as well. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Um, for me... He's still got something about him. I think, you know, you've got to, he's got to have that free season with the first team squad again to see what he can, uh, see what he can do. And I think Bo is in a much better position <laughs> to do it than, than Karanka was last, last summer. Yeah. So in hindsight. And, and uh, so I'm, I'm going to swipe right, but with the option of swiping left on loan. Um, so have 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 the uh, pre-season and then yeah. see how he gets on fair enough and I think I think Bowie will uh, keep him so because he's a young player he can probably you know um, man manage him and probably pick his best position as well yeah. going forward nurture it nurture him um, so Sam Cosgrove obviously he's featured the last couple of games hasn't shown a, a great deal in those two games but um, I, just, I just mate I could, with Cosgrove I just think that we're not in a position to not swipe right now it's you know there, there was money spent there's obviously a decent contract behind him now I just don't see how you don't and, and to be fair Bowie has turned around and said that he he was looking better in training so he's already seen improvements yeah. you know and you know any i've spoken about this before he's come down from scotland the league is massively different in terms of intensity training is different they train more often um 
he obviously came off the back of a pretty prolonged injury up there as well and then came down here and got injured hasn't had the best start now whether or not he can still cut it he can cut it down here is another is, is another question altogether but I think he deserves that time yep. under Bowyer and I think Bo will feel the same. You know, if at the very least he can be a nuisance and, you know, for the opposition, it's just another person to have to deal with. You know, I can imagine he's not particularly easy to play against. He's quite an awkward customer. So for me, it's, yes, a definite swipe, swipe, yes. Swipe right. Swipe. Swipe yes, swipe right, yeah, same thing. <laughs> swipe yes. That's because I looked down to make sure I got left and right <laughs> correct again. You say I'm not. I'm not sure that uh, that that he's ever gonna that he's ever gonna cut it at this level, but I just don't. He deserves think, the time. Uh, he does, and and you know with the preseason, well, I hope I hit my words with that. But I'm just not sure that we're in a position to to offload anyway. It's with money that's well, been no paid one's going to pay the money that we've paid for him, are they? So, so, so soon after, your best bet is a development project and see how how it, he gets exactly on. that. And then in a couple of years, maybe you swipe left. Then, but for now, I can't. I just can't see how that works. Next, um, featured a bit fairly regularly. Uh, sorry, fairly recently. So we'll go with Riley McGree. Um, for, obviously, we know he's not due to start in the MLS until March 2022. So that gives you a minimum of at least the first half of the season. Uh, I think there might be more going on there. I think there's potential we did have to take up a, 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 to make an op or to take him for a longer period of time. I think maybe Richard Wilford or Brian Dick had mentioned that this could be possibly taking him on permanent. I personally, I've seen enough of him um, to want to keep him. Um, I think he's quite industrious. He's obviously got a bit of technical capability. He can play in a couple of positions. Um, I think the, I think he's got ability. So, and he's got a lot of energy and he's quite quick. So for me, it's a, it's a swipe right. I'd like to see him return next season. So we're going to differ here and I'm going to swipe left. Not that I don't like bits of what I've seen, but I think that what we end up with, if we do retain him, is a player that doesn't spend very often on the pitch. And in the situation that we're in, I'm not sure that we can that we can afford to do that. That's the only reason why I'd have him around, but I don't think that he's someone who, assuming another player that we're coming on to shortly signs a deal number 10 position is made so that was that that was going to be my question that was going to be my question but then we also need um more than just one player to play in that position don't we so yeah but then you know younger players in the under 23s that might be having an opportunity coming through um i just i think i just go left as, especially as it's a, it's a complex deal as well. It's uh, not, it, 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 well, we, it looks like it's probably a complex deal. We don't maybe really not. know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, if if there's an option there to to buy, then you know, and it's not expensive, then maybe. Um, 
but I, I'm not sure about another loan for half a season. I'd much rather bring some of the, the younger lads through and, and try and play our own players. That's fair. Okay, so... What about Boya? What does he do? I think it's dependent on what happens with other, other players, like, like you mentioned. Um, I will... I'm going to hazard a guess that he might look at finding more of a gem uh, in the championship, League One, League Two, that can maybe do something similar. Um, A Lewis wing type or maybe something along along those lines or maybe something we mentioned. uh, He likes to look at players domestically. It'll be interesting. I think he might swipe right because he can probably he might find he can get better value for money here yep. in in England. Okay, that's that San one. San Jose. Now, this is one where the, he's his quality and technical ability was never massively in doubt, was it? Never but, a question. He looked out of sorts. He didn't look like there was a, a, a place for him. Bowyer played that diamond and he looked like a diamond at the base of the diamond. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and, and based on that alone, if, if Bowyer was going to go for him, mate, it's what right. Technical ability was there. He looked, we mentioned it, he looked fitter. He looked like he's never going to slimmer, fitter. He, he, despite the fact he's he's never going to be motor and under mile an hour, but he looked more mobile. But I think yeah. that comes comes with fitness. Um, I completely agree. He looked, he looked great, and that's a, it, we knew that he had that in his locker. But obviously, you just had to put the right players around him and play, and make sure you're playing in that in that manner. Um, the, the the two questions I have in my head is that. Uh, does he keep up with the pace of the championship over a 46 game season? 46? Yep. 46 game season. I don't know why I was questioning that. We've been in the, in, in the fucking Depends league long enough. Playoffs. Also true. Um, for, for, can he keep up with the pace for that amount of time? Obviously it's a squad game so you can, you know, you've got other players that can dip in and out. Is he mobile enough to, you know, feature in the championship? Um, is it worth keeping him in front of a season when you've got someone like Ryan Sturt that can come in and probably learn a lot from him? Or, you know, if if um, Boyd Muntz signs a new contract or something and comes up and, and plays alongside him, anyone like that. Um, there's a lot, he's a very experienced pro, a lot of games, play for Spain. I think there's a lot that, um, that other players can learn from. And as, as you say, he's technically sound, he can also play centre back if need be. You, you might not want that to happen too often, but no. you know it's it, it's another option. Um, I also think it'd be very hard. To, you could probably get him to go back to Spain, but I'd be interested to see who is willing to match his wage over there, and if we get anything for him. Yeah, me, I think I'd probably I'd probably keep him. So I'm gonna swipe right. I genuinely have no idea what Bowie would do. I'd, I'd no. Get, I, you know, if it, it, in terms of a wage thing, if someone was to take his wages, I reckon that they'd probably consider... Um, it, and I think that's what it comes down to in the end. Can, it, can we move him on? Um, 
can we can we move him on? Can we get someone to take on that wage? Because we could probably let him move for free. Probably wouldn't look for a transfer fee. Do we? Can we find a competent replacement for him, either currently in our ranks or from Championship on loan, Premier League on loan, League One? Is another player out there that we can use to to replace him? So, got time for one more. Of course, we'll do the rest on the next podcast. So, let me jump to the one that's on everybody's lips at the moment. And is it old Tricky Vicky? Old Tricky Vicky. Now, for me, this should really be as a swipe. Yes, a swipe. You did it again. Swipe right. Swipe right. Because we know what he's absolutely capable of. We've seen what he can do to opposition defences. My concern is he's come in. He has featured in less than half of the games available to him. Spent a lot of time injured. And that's not a new thing. That's happened to him throughout his career. He's on what we believe to be a very handsome wage in excess of £20,000 a week and he's got assist and a, and a goal I think um, obviously has the power to impact games my concern is committing long term to a player that you know is going to cost a lot of money wage wise and my only feature in half of the games that we play. So this is not discrediting the fact that he's a fantastic footballer to watch. Yeah. Because he is. Te- technically, I'd say the best footballer that we've got at the club. I, and I that think, we've had for some time. Yeah. And and you look at some of the players that are there, no, you Sanchez's and whatever, they're good players, but he's that step above if he's playing if he's fit if he can be involved I'd I'm with you and it's expensive and it's it's a risk I'd like to see us maybe and this might be why it's taking a while to sort of get something done but it might be a case of doing a deal where it's less based on a basic a basic and and it's based on performance more on assists appearances uh, and goals and you you get these to to make your wages quite you might go away with 30 grand a week if you if you perform really well um let's not go you know 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 what i'm saying it's like it's based on how you're playing but Um, for me yeah i mean I, i i completely agree you need to structure this deal correctly yeah. to 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 protect the club now I don't think he can expect to get a two year deal or a three year deal yes he's probably comfortable uh, he might he may be comfortable here he's got Sonjic here as well um, and again he's bounced around from so many different clubs it's like he's, he might be comfortable anywhere he goes 
Um, I think he does, he has enjoyed his time here. That's what it seems like based on sort of feedback that you hear from, from other people and bits and bobs are on social media as well. Um, but you're absolutely right. I mean, if he's earning like 20, 25 grand a week at the moment on this short term contract, that isn't something that really we should be looking to be paying out for someone that's only going to play 20 games a season. No, um, I, haven't, I haven't worked it out based on his, his appearances so far, but if it's, if that's yeah it's it's not gonna it's not looking no. like he's gonna be able to play a full season and, and for me able, so. you're no, looking no. at something along it's not and it's not our money but you know in terms of like let's be sensible because you need money for other players as well yep. um you'd want to look at a basic of something like as you said like around ten thousand pounds and then with with a you know appearance bonus of you know, five and then any extra for goals or assists or key contributions or anything along those lines. Yeah. Um, staying fit is key for both the player and for the team. Um, obviously a player that Boya loves, he's recommended we keep him. I am a swipe right. But the caveat a, a, is... A tentative swipe right. The, the caveat is it has to be a deal that's team friendly yeah. and not something that's going to leave us in a really bad position moving forward where you know we only get a handful of games out of him we're stuck paying 25 grand a week to a player that isn't contributing yeah we can't um, be seen to be in that situation we need to be sensible and if it's not right for the club you know they'll i'm sure they'll they'll back off um, certainly now there's other people in charge of that side of things. So, or will be in charge of that side of things. Yeah. But for um, me, yes, he's, 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 a, he's a swipe right. I'm, I think. I'm with you. Conditional swipe right on it being a decent deal for all parties. Yeah. It's something that everyone can agree to. And I think, as you've just mentioned, Bowyer's already sort of said swipe right. Bowyer has particularly swiped right. Yeah, very early doors. He wants him to stay. So. You know, and that's that should be good enough for me, really, in terms of the fact that our our manager, who has done so well over these last um, this this last ten games this season, not including the last two, um, that if he wants him, that should that should be enough. I uh, he's got so much credit in the bank with all of us that why he could pretty much do what he wants within reason. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> right. Let's bring this the to rest a close. Of those next, yeah, rest yeah. of those next next week. We'll have more blues bumble next week, or in a couple of weeks, or whenever we can be asked to record. Again. The, the club might even beat us to some of this <laughs> yeah. blues bumble. So yeah. we'll have to see if they uh, they beat us to it. Which yeah, it wouldn't surprise some, me if they did. Some decisions already made, perhaps, and, and we've got less to do then. Well, I think they have. I think there might be announcements on Friday or the following Monday. Mm, but we'll see. See what happens there then. Yeah. Right. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon. And until next time, keep right on. Keep right on.